Welcome to Bygone Geek. Loading another awesome episode in 3, 2, 1, launch. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Are you telling me that you built a time machine? There's something very important I forgot to tell you. Come with me if you want to learn. All right, folks. Today we're going back in time to discuss bygone places. Now, Eric, please be kind. Rewind. I know you're a Toys R Us kid, so bring me an awesome gift to my birthday party at Pizza Hut. After that, I've got two tickets to a concert performed by rats. Let's spend our tickets together and get the big prize. The perfect video store. Welcome to Blockbuster Video. Is popping up all over the country. So, Eric, when we think about bygone places, I think the first one that comes to mind has to be Blockbuster. What are some of your early or first memories of Blockbuster? I, the funny thing is, is especially, you know, I was born in 85, which I feel like was right at the start of everybody getting VCRs. And then I feel like video rental places just spread like wildfire at that time and dominated all, I mean, for a solid decade at least, uh, into the mid 90s and late 90s. Like I remember even renting videos in, in all the way up to college. So it's like, I feel like video rental was was such a dominant thing and every friday night like that was that was what you did like i weirdly it's like i grew up in a small town so my first video rental memory is this mom and pop shop called uh bullseye video okay and it literally was a trailer no joke oh. it was like it was a trailer that when you went on the inside of it it uh it had old wood paneling on the walls <laughs> and wooden shelves and you grab like these little key tags that had a number on it that if that key tag wasn't there that video wasn't in that was their way of showing if okay. it was in or out and you went up front and you gave the key tag and then and they gave it to you but um i do i do specifically remember when i first went to a blockbuster it was like in a town next door and going from a glorified trailer of a video rental place <laughs> to blockbuster <laughs> with the blue and yellow and just like the bright lights and it was a busy place like sure. it was the intersection of everybody having a good start to their weekend of what movies are out you know hounding the video store clerk at the front of like is this movie in the return <laughs> bin you want to check it's like i already checked check again i'm pretty right. sure somebody dropped it off they like, should have had that on a script like how many times was that did. person asked that same question by that same yes. young eric young david you know like yeah oh, is this I, oh they roll they their were, eyes <laughs> seriously and there were times that i feel like i would lap around and try to get another employee who is in that portion <laughs> of the desk that I'm just like, hey, uh, you know, you want to check this? I didn't ask four times prior to your partner right. over there. But um, the but yeah. good parent versus the bad parent, like, oh, they yeah. don't know. I'm going to ask someone else. <laughs> like, they'll have more knowledge for sure. I feel like yeah. if I was uh, if I was smarter than I was as a kid, I probably should have had some wardrobe changes in there just <laughs> so they thought it was a different kid annoying them. But uh, yeah, Blockbuster specifically, though, the, the way that they branded it was uh, was I don't know. It just felt so cool. And it felt like, yeah, that's where you went to get your movies. And that's where you, it was, it was the first step of your, your weekend. Like, let's go to Blockbuster video. I love that you mentioned the bullseye video 
because there are unique video rental places to to people specifically. Like, yes, Blockbuster was huge, but other smaller towns had their own places. Now, I do have this as that was the Friday night spot. Yeah. And that blue and yellow was so inviting. And I'm going to talk about some other video rental places as well. What was Bullseye's draw? What Did they have a color theme? How did you even know if they had new releases? Like, was it... You know, you know it, it, like the funny thing is, is this building has been long out of business, but the building still exists in my hometown. Oh, and okay. To, to visit my parents, I drive down the street <laughs> that it's on, and every time I'm just like, man, I can't believe that that was a video, <laughs> a video <laughs> rental place. But they only had two small windows up front, and you know, I could be mislabeling it that it was a trailer, but it was the size of a trailer. Sure. I'm pretty sure it was a mobile home on blocks, okay. but like. So it had two front windows and a front staircase. And so every once in a while, you'd see a poster that was up front. Okay. But I still feel like I remember as a kid, the posters were always outdated and sun faded. Oh, like sure. they'd been up there like <laughs> from the very beginning of that business. Um, so yeah, like the only way that you knew what they had was to park and, and go inside and, and hope for the best. But uh, yeah, I actually, I have a very funny retro memory of Bullseye Video because the owner there had a poster, uh, not a poster, like an eight by 10 uh, autograph of Billy Blanks. Um, and growing up as a oh kid, you know, for people who don't know, Billy Blanks before he did Tybo, if that helps yeah. uh, cue people's mind as to who Billy Blanks is, he had a couple decent kind of B-rated martial arts movies, but that was the only like movie memorabilia that he had <laughs> in the place. And I remember pointing it out as a kid and saying, oh, I love Billy Blanks. He's super cool. And the owner gave it to me. What? Um, yeah. So I was a diehard Bullseye Video <laughs> fan because Did I got a Billy. Did you give it back to him and be like, I actually think you need this first? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like the only draw purposes? that you have to the business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, um, yeah. And I even remember too that they, because uh, I think it was only an outer aisle. So like one, like if you walked around. I think there were only two shelves in the middle. So technically only three aisles okay. in this video store that you would walk down. So again, going to like Blockbuster where it's just a sea of yeah. like, you don't know where to start. You're just like, where are the new releases? I'm going to go there first. But like, and then I was used to bullseye having like one or two copies of a new movie. Oh, so if you didn't get it. Yeah, you early. didn't get like, yeah. yeah, but like with Blockbuster, you go and you're just like, wait, you have 30 copies of right. today's new release? Like it was, it was mind blowing to me. And then the can, like they didn't, I don't remember Bullseye at all. They didn't have candy and popcorn mm. and all the impulse yeah. buys that kids wanted up front. So yeah, that was another thing at, at Blockbuster. I'm like, geez, this is like a, a movie theater, but for, for video rental, like it was so cool. It even smelled like a movie theater. You you smelt like this popcorn cooking. Um, the I got to go back to but the inviting colors that blue and yellow. We've almost talked about these inviting colors in every episode, whether it's water guns or blockbuster, like yellow and blue. It just felt like I don't know. It just called to you. Yeah. Um, and I do remember as young David would run into blockbuster. Yeah, it was like just the world was your oyster, but it, you didn't know even know where to start. Um, I would rush to the video game sections, though, or if there was a new release, I have this memory of like, you know, the the case was behind the box. I almost yeah. felt like it was like an Indiana Jones type um, Raiders of the Lost Ark memory of kind of mm -hmm. lifting the like peeking at the case to see if it was like, you didn't want to be disappointed. Yeah. You know, yeah, because um, you've been thinking about this movie all day. Then it, and it's finally Friday. It's after school. You you get to go. 
Um, but yeah, and uh, I remember they always had our blockbuster. Well, I'm sure they all did. They had cutouts. They had mm-hmm. cardboard cutouts yeah. that you would see in theaters, and that just felt like it made the the experience more real. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and yeah. uh, the other thing, young David would just look at. I'd probably. David, we got to go. Well, I'm looking at this movie on the TV screen in the corner of what I want to rent next. You yeah, know, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking ahead, mom, be proud of me. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, I do. Like, I find it interesting nowadays when you watch uh, any of your streaming, you know, apps that like there is something about like the, even the the layout that they do of like, here's all your title screens and you swipe through them. It is, it's like... It was remin- it's reminiscent of back in the day of just sitting and looking at a wall of endless movies that you could watch. Right. And there was something so fun about grabbing them off the shelf and turning them over and looking yes. at the pictures and reading them. And and you made your judgment call unless you knew that movie going in and that's what you wanted. Like you wanted Indiana Jones or something. Yeah, you like that was how you determined how cool is the cover? Who stars in it? I guess I'll take that one home too. Like yeah. it was, and there's there's still a bunch that it's like, if I see the title card of it, there are movies that I have not seen, but I saw that title card on a VHS 30 years right. ago at Blockbuster. And I'm like, oh, I remember that. Never seen it. <laughs> like, right. I, I feel yes. like it's predominantly old, like horror films. Like, okay. I remember there being like a, I don't even know what it's called, but there was a horror movie that's like this little green goblin looking dude coming out of a toilet seat <laughs> and to this day like whenever i see it it's just like oh yeah i remember seeing that when i was like five or six and it scared the crap out of me <laughs> and i've never seen it i can't remember what it's called but it's a little green goblin dude coming out of a toilet seat <laughs> um but yeah it's just I, I do did you ever walk down like the horror aisles or peek into the back secret room Oh you know, yeah, every video store. <laughs> like, yes. What goes on back there? What's uh, happening here? Yes. Uh, one thing I wish I had kept. I keep a lot of things in my wallet, useless things. And this is what to me also. If you had your blockbuster card, and it was like laminated, mm-hmm. um, it just made you. It was your 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 VIP pass in this. Now, granted, everyone had one, right. but I just wish I still had mine. Um, I do have a, a question for you. You brought up snacks. You brought up candy, and of course. They were right. Every place is right to place those right there. Yeah. You know, what was your go-to movie snack as a kid? And I'm talking not at, not really at the theaters, but at home where you're on your couch, what, and you, and for Blockbuster, what would you buy? Um, I feel like I was very fond of just old school peanut M&Ms because that's, that's back in the day when peanut butter M&Ms didn't exist yet. (laughs) Like (laughs) you, you only, you could pick from original M&Ms or peanut M&Ms and I loved peanut M&Ms and, uh, and I feel like my mom would always, she would take a block of Velveeta cheese. Okay. If you could call it cheese (laughs) (laughs) and she would put it into a microwavable bowl throw it into the the microwave for like a minute and it would turn it into like molten nacho cheese. (laughs) Okay. But it's not real nacho cheese. So like you had like a five minute window to eat nachos with your family before that turned back into a bowl shaped block of Velveeta cheese. And then, Uh, yeah, it just, so we would, that was a big movie night thing is my mom would, would make nachos. And I feel like yeah, the candy for me would be peanut M&Ms. And if we could get a Snickers, like I was I was pretty good to go with those. I tended to like chocolate-based 
candy as a kid. It wasn't until like later that I started discovering like Laffy Taffy and Runts and Nerds. Oh, which sure. Or like sugary based ones and not like savory chocolate ones. So sure. What was what was your go to? I do. Mine was bunch of crunch. Mm. Um, and oh, I haven't I rem- had those in, in a long time. Yeah. Oh yeah, and unfortunately, in my opinion, they don't. None of these candies taste the same. None of these boxed no. candies, you know, with yeah. that you would yeah. get at the movie theater. You could get it like a Walgreens or CVS. They don't taste the same as a kid. I remember, I remember Butterfinger BBs. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and then this is a candy I really liked, uh, cookie dough bites. Oh yeah, yeah. Can't eat them now. I just, <laughs> sorry, Mr. Cookie dough bites. Can't eat them now. Uh, they are disgusting. I do think nachos is a pretty uh, non-traditional answer for like a movie night. I love that. I dig that. Um, ours was, and even my mom actually has an old, one of those old-fashioned popcorn machines. Even now, um, popcorn was uh, a staple. We had probably. Uh, popcorn for dinner, even if there yeah. was not a movie night. Um, so so that kind of... Did you... What type of machine did she have? Because my parents started with the machine, but then went to kind of like the bagged ones. Okay. They had a the, one of those Orville Redenbacher ones. Yes. That it, like, it popped and then shot up into a plastic thing and then came out into the, directly into the bowl. Oh. That's what they had, yeah. That's, I feel like that's what she has now. Oh, yeah. nice. Um, I just have images of my daughter sticking her head in that bowl and just devouring popcorn. Um, but that was going to be my, so this was a thing in our family. What popcorn, how did, what did you use to eat your popcorn? And I'm talking bowl, bucket, container, because this was a staple in our home. I have memories of this. Ours was like, <laughs> I feel like if my mom listens to this episode, she's going to be like, you criticize, Wait a criticize minute. my... Wait if she listens? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she's as avid of a listener as your mom. <laughs> but uh, that could also be something that she's going to be like, I, I can't believe you said that. I don't listen to it all the time. Uh, but uh, my mom collected anything that was a container. So like if we got a big thing of Neapolitan ice cream that came in like those big uh, plastic jars, that became a storage container. That was Tupperware. You didn't throw that away. A Cool Whip (laughs) container, that became something that would just stayed in the, 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 uh, uh, the cupboards. Any, any sort of like fast food based cup that if it wasn't a paper one and it was any sort of plastic, it also stayed in the cupboard <laughs> too. So I feel like we didn't have like a dedicated thing. It was whatever random container <laughs> that she gave gotcha. me with popcorn in it. But I feel like we did have just one big bowl that you would just kind of take what you wanted from and put it into your own thing. But uh, but yeah, so we, we didn't have a tradition other than just any container that was available. <laughs> I can see young Eric opening the fridge. Oh, cool whip. Yes. Open it. It's spaghetti. Yeah. And you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it ever had, I don't think a cool whip container in our house ever had actual <laughs> cool whip in it. <laughs> so for the longest time, we used these giant blue bowls. They had a circle, small circular base, and then they kind of fanned out mm-hmm. and they were just this vibrant blue. We used those forever. And then my mom got us movie popcorn containers, but they were hard plastic. Oh. They had the red stripes, the white background. They oh, said yeah, I can, movie yeah, I popcorn. Can picture them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could reuse them. You wash them. And then that way we all had our like our own. Oh, and we nice. could just you know, refill when we wanted to. But yeah, I want to carry on those type of traditions, you know, um, for family movie nights and things. Because it just felt, when you saw that blue bowl, you knew it was like, 
oh, it's popcorn night. Oh, yeah. It's movie night, you know. Well, so. there is something about that, the kind of red and white actual popcorn containers that, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just, it's classic. It's something that I think has been like a color comp. That's been like a container for popcorn since like the 50s. Like that's right. how you know that popcorn is coming. And uh, yeah, I agree with you. There are certain traditions from video store stuff that like, uh, it always was like I looked forward to Friday after school and then when my parents got home to going to a video rental place and grabbing the different movies and then immediately going to our local pizza place and picking up oh. a pizza and some pop and going home. Yeah. And at like Friday nights was like pizza night and movie night. And uh, so, yeah, even to this day, if I have a hard week at work. If I, if when I'm driving home, if I stop and get a, a pizza, I call my wife, get a pizza, come home and we just pick out whatever new movie that came out that week and watch it on, uh, on our TV. Like it, it's reminiscent of a Friday night, you know, blockbuster pizza movie nights from like the eighties and nineties. I love it. Oh, absolutely. And I can already hear me being told it and then me retelling it to, uh, my daughter, like, yes, it's movie night. You can get one new release and one that's not a new release and then one candy mm-hmm. and like you know like yeah. that that's the script because those movie the new releases you only were able to have them like a maybe a night or two yeah and they the, i think the, they'd upcharge you to get get like a two-night or a three-night yeah. yeah but it made it it made it special it's like it you we're watching it that night you know like you it was uh you, not you had to do it but it's like that's what we're doing tonight yeah it well, made it you know yeah and it's funny because i feel like the entirety of this episode was being <laughs> things that you know, are from a bygone era. I just, you've referenced it in previous episodes of, I'm going to be the old man shouting at the moon, <laughs> you know, so that we're the two grumpy Muppets, you know, that are just like up in the, I we can't remember change, their name, uh, like the two old guys that are up in the uh, balcony of the orchestra that are just like, Meh! like it's always grumpy. Let's change our podcast name to kids these days. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Because it is like, there was something about having to, um, bargain with your mom or your dad and be like, oh, can we get this one? Can we get that one? And agree uh, as to what you can get. And then to make a judgment call, like, oh, will we watch this tonight? Or should we get something over there from the five night rentals that like we have, you know, almost a whole week to return it. But just going home too and deciding as a group, what are you going to watch first? You know, that's, I don't know. It's sad that that's kind of gone now because you just have pretty much unlimited amount of movies to watch at any time. Yeah. Like there's not this urgency or this oh. excitement anymore. It's weird. It's, um, it's almost frustrating. I'll spend two hours trying to, f- it's endless, but I'll f- spend two hours trying to find something to watch. Yes. Yeah. Which, you know what I mean? And then you end up watching something that means nothing. And yeah. you're just like, that was pointless. I Yeah. I spent more time hunting for something yeah. And watching something bad than actually watching it. But like, why yeah, did nothing... I choose to watch Dune? Yeah. Sorry for those Dune fans out there. <laughs> Have you finished it yet? I feel like you've. It's still on. Yeah. I started it a week ago. I watch it every night so I can get the best sleep of my life. Um, I do think at some point, I is it in Wa? No, I think it might be in Washington that the final privately owned blockbuster still remains. Yeah, I think, I think it you is. is it what is it Oregon? Is it it's somewhere um, out west? Yeah, yeah. They turned it into in 2021. I was looking at this up. They turned it into an Airbnb. Oh, which weird. I thought That's very cool theming. Oh, so um, you could you could have like a part like a birthday party at Blockbuster. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I know, be, right? I know what I'm doing in three years for my 40th <laughs> birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I do have to ask too, we talked about rentals and this and that. Was there a movie that young Eric, though, would re-rent and just over and over? Like, you could get a new release, sure, but there was was there a movie you just kept re-renting? Oh, man, that's a good question. I don't know if I can specifically remember a title, but I do feel like the genre that I would re-rent over and over again was any, any 80s and 90s martial arts movie. Oh, yeah. Like, I loved, like, I just feel like that was a big thing in my family of... Let's watch a Steven Seagal movie, a Van Damme movie, a Chuck Norris movie. Like, That's uh, the best, yeah, uh, all of those. Like, just Jackie Chan movie. Like, it yeah. just so I, I feel like for me, the genre wise, it, I can definitely for sure. I remember always a martial arts movie would come home from the video store. I think One you of them and I always had same. to be. Yeah, you and I are in the same boat. I'm glad we didn't live in the same town. We'd uh, fight, be fighting over at Bullseye. Uh, you rented this one last week. It's my we'll, turn. We'll just be up on the counter at Blockbuster. You're like, you're in a crane stance. And you know, right. like we're just facing off with each other. Yeah, I can see it now. <laughs> For me, yeah, I did love the, the martial arts movies. And I think sports movies as well. And there was oh, yeah. one, one in particular where I feel like that teenage girl at the counter would be like, you ran it, you're running this again, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it was blue chips and it had, it was Nick Nolte and Shaquille O'Neal. I know and, the movie, but I don't, I don't believe I've ever seen it. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's not great. So I'll just tell you right now, young David, uh, didn't have great taste, but, uh, it had basketball and it had Shaq. who was my favorite. I just have so many memories of re-renting that and, uh, watching it a ton, not knowing the story or anything, but yeah, I also have. Uh, a memory and I want to know if you had the same thing or it was just kind of unique to us their tagline you know uh, be kind rewind did you have a special rewinder okay what do you have he's shaking his head Uh, yes I can't I can't remember the brand of it it was probably like Sony or some sort of some sort of brand from back then but it was specifically a separate high-speed rewinder and so instead of like if you put it into the regular VCR, it took a long time. My parents above it had a high speed rewinder and it, that's all that it did. So you put it in there, you press rewind and this thing sounded like you were calling in an airstrike. Like it was just like, <laughs> like it just got so like you thought it was going to snap the ribbon off of the VHS tape. And, uh, but it would rewind an entire V like it could probably do <laughs> you like, both both VHSs from Titanic in probably 10 seconds flat. <laughs> like, this thing was just crazy. Um, but yeah, that's the sole purpose for it. And it was a big machine, too. Like, that's the every, they were just, it was just huge back then. Um, so I actually kind of liked, you know, chunking it in there and pushing it down and hearing it spool up. Um, but yeah, it's funny that back in the day, that that they that that was such a big thing that you could get fined for that they made yeah. a high speed machine just to do that one thing like it's so weird it was really you guys, weird. did you have a lot of fines because you ended up buying a military grade reminder <laughs> I mean... probably not there's part of me that feels like there was a portal to, there's a time machine in there that it spun so quickly that it like opened up a black hole <laughs> <laughs> mine was definitely not i think the one we had was actually slower than the one in the vcr oh. <laughs> um yeah but it was a race car 
and oh, you would fancy. pop the top and the hood would come up and uh-huh. then you'd insert the VHS, yeah. close it, and then six hours later it'd be done uh, <laughs> rewinding. But it was cool. It was a black muscle car, a sports yeah. car. So I loved doing that. Um, they spent all was... their money on the exterior part of it, making it like a car <laughs> that none of the inner mechanisms were worth anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, yeah. I know Blockbuster, I do think it's sad now. Yeah. Because it doesn't exist, which was a place I like others on this list that I would thought honestly would last forever. Yeah, I'm I'm grateful for advances in technology and media, but it just never thought Blockbuster would go away. Just as a place where you go, and there are still video. That's another thing that's surprising. There are still video rental places that exist. Um, yeah. I don't know how many, but you always thought the cream of the crop would be around still. And yeah, because you... even yeah, there was like a transition point where I feel like Blockbuster. Kind of had a little bit of a, a down point. And, and then all of a sudden you had, in my area, there was like Family Video was a really yep. big franchise. Like oh that my. was huge. Like I thought it was bigger. I think it became bigger than Blockbuster at one point. Can we talk about Family Video for just a second? Sure. I had never went into one until Ohio. Uh-huh. And it's called Family Video. Mm-hmm. There's an adult section in there <laughs> behind like saloon doors. How do you think families are made, David? <laughs> Young David and adult David still doesn't know. Uh, And by the way, I heard about this. I didn't go back there uh, or anything. It was a a rumor. Uh, But yeah, no, Family Video is another Hollywood. uh, Did you ever hear of a place called Hollywood Video? Yeah, there was a couple in Ohio. Yeah, that also had cool themes. They tried to be kind of blockbustery. They were very, it was like a red and a black. Yeah. But young David thought it was like a place where someone got murdered or like also adult, like Hollywood video. No, no, no. Stay away from there. Um, It does kind of sound like a producer of certain types of films. (laughs) Exactly. Produced by Hollywood video. Yeah, it does. So it's really sad to me that now Blockbuster is like an H&R block or a place where you get knitting yarn. You know, it's like, how are these other places still around? A Halloween USA (laughs) once a year and then empty 11 other months. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that kind of leads me to in our next category of places that are still this, these places are still around, but there's not much in them. Mm-hmm. Malls. Yeah. So you talked about a small, small video place, Bullseye. Like, did you guys have big malls where you live? Did you have to go somewhere else for that? Where was, what are your kind of memories around malls? Yeah, I, it's, this is another thing that I feel like you, you were, you're a hundred percent correct in a lot of the stuff we're going to talk about today, like Bloss, Blockbuster, at its peak, you never, if somebody told you, if a time traveler, if Doc Brown came out of his DeLorean <laughs> and said, David, I need to tell you something there. I don't know why that sounded like Seinfeld, but <laughs> <laughs> David. Um, but like, I feel Apologize like. If, to Doc Brown and Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, that was a double apology. <laughs> that was real bad. Um but I feel like if they told you that the that that, that wouldn't be a thing in the not too distant future, you'd be like, "You're nuts! Like, what You're are you crazy. talking about?" Yeah, yeah. And the mall was the same way. That I like in our small town, we had a, a mall called Chapel Hill Mall, and oh, yeah. uh, it was only about like twenty to twenty five minutes away. And I would say, almost every weekend, uh, we would go there in some capacity. Because it was just like, that's where all the stores were. That's where you would go do things. And then when I got 
into like late middle school and high school, like every weekend, like that's where you would go and you would hang out. And it's like the mall could be a temporary babysitter, like when you were, you know, <laughs> yeah. of that age. But it was like the, I don't know, like it was just a place of like socializing and, and, you know, it was, ah, I feel like such, uh, this whole episode is going to make me feel like such an old man. Like you're just <laughs> reminiscing things that were like, I th- feel like young kids won't get it. They, they, sure. they like, it's so much easier to hang out on a phone, uh, like, and that can mean something to them. But to me, yeah, going to a physical place like Blockbuster or the mall was just so much fun. So yeah, like Chapel Hill was a big thing for me as a kid. And then all the way up through, my wife and I have been together for four, 14 years. And I would say in the first four years of us being together, that mall was still open and we would go still just like walk around on a Friday or on a Saturday, you grab some cough like Starbucks and it sure. felt nostalgic, but then they took a big downturn and weren't, you know, weren't fun anymore. It wasn't a place to socialize. It was a place to get mugged. Oh <laughs> gosh. Yeah. Like, it was just, yeah, a big downturn, which is a huge bummer. But so how I, about you? I can attest to that. Uh, young David and young Eric never grew up together, but we lived, uh, adult Eric and David lived in the same state uh, in Ohio, and I've been to Chapel Hill Mall, and there is nothing going on there really. No. You know, um, yeah. it's more it's more depressing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a lot. Yeah, and that was five years ago at least. So I don't know. It sounds like it hasn't made any kind of revival. No, it's turned into a storage America that like literally like oh somehow they turned the whole inside of it into a storage unit place. Like it's really weird. But from oh. the outside, it still looks like a mall. It's so weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, my memories as a kid, actually, the mall is where I committed my first uh, crime, uh, my first theft. Uh, I won't name the store because I don't know of like Statue of Limitations. Uh, plus, I know that the 1996 small security guards listen to this podcast, so I'm not going to get myself in trouble. If there's any attorney listeners, please advise David on what he should or shouldn't say. Yeah, I still have the toys. I'll give them back. I won't, actually. I want the accessories. Um, my, yeah, it was, it's kind of the same thing as walking into a blockbuster, but like times a million. My young David's eyes are just like, oh my gosh, there's yeah. all these stores. There's so much to do. There's mm-hmm. so much to look at. There's a carousel. There's yeah. a food. Co- you didn't know where, you know, I did have though, the, the, oh gosh, gosh, this could be its own bygone place as well because it, it doesn't exist in malls anymore. The one store we would go to first and we would still go to it if it still existed, mm-hmm. the Disney store. Oh yeah. Like beelined it to that because... Mm-hmm. You just we were we loved Disney and it was like an interactive experience because if people who've gone to the Disney store, if you looked up all around the ceiling, they had like statue animatronics in a sense, figures mm-hmm. from the movies. They would move not crazy, yeah. but they would move slightly. They and they were different characters. They had a screen at the end of the store, which is smart because it had made you go all the way back to the store. Yeah. And uh, they were playing scenes from movies. They had all the plush around. Um, it was like going, a, it's, it was a, a way you could go to a small, small version of the Disney parks without leaving your state, you know? And, yeah. And young David and my sister, and my mom, we, we would, that was our spot in the mall. What was your go-to store? Where did you beeline it to? 
It's funny because I our mall was a much older mall. And so it didn't have like I actually never saw a Disney store in a <gasps> mall until like 15 years ago. Oh, so I was yeah. a I was a grown adult. And I, I do I like I I thought even, you know, 15 years ago that I'm like, this place is super whimsical. Like I wish <laughs> it was in my mall as a kid. But yeah. the one place that one, I always thought that the food court was cool. Like I just oh, yeah. loved the food court. And like they had like a like a Sabaro pizza place that I'm just like, look at the size of that pizza. Like it was just Michael Scott's cool. best place to get pizza in New York. <laughs> yeah, only in New York. It's not available <laughs> anywhere else. Um, but uh the store that I love the most, um, it was called Discovery Something. Not like after the Discovery Channel, but like it was like a science-based kids store that had like puzzles and like microscopes and oh. i remember getting there too that they um i forget what they're called but are th they're like those bedside balls that have like lightning coming around them yes you know, like you see in a lab or the something purple yeah yeah. Yes. yes like they they sold like one that you could have on your your bedside table and i had one of those as a kid and i specifically remember every time i would go there they would have some cool new gadget or gizmo or something like that that the, the one of the ones that they had was this mirage that it was like two concave i guess yeah concave or convex depending on which way you held them <laughs> there's my fifth grade science uh, memory coming back um but it was two mirrors that you actually put on top of each other and then there was a hole in the top one and you could put any little object in that bottom mirror and if you stood at the right angle, it looked like a hologram in that oh, top hole. Oh my gosh. And it blew my <laughs> mind. Like I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And I remember getting it from that store. And uh, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. It, like, of course you love the, like my, my uh, mall had a KB toys. Oh yeah. I loved going there as well, but I loved science based stuff as a kid. Yeah. So to see like a lightning ball and like a mirage machine and all of these like, cool things like i yeah i would beeline for that store every single time that i went there that definitely ring i don't remember what it was called but i remember I a store remember like either. that yeah and it rings that would be on the stop for yeah. sure like gotta check that out this is not a question in my notes but now i have to ask you was there a store you were not allowed to go in um I don't think that my mall had, it was called Spencer's. Yes. That like, yep. it wasn't, in, I think Spencer's came in when I was a little bit older and it makes sense that it would have been inappropriate for you because you're younger. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, like, and I don't know about you. It, it was a couple, it was about a month or two ago. There's one mall that's about 30 minutes away from where I live. That's still a nice mall and they have, have a Spencer's still. And I went in it and I'll tell you what. <laughs> You definitely don't let your kids in Spencer's nowadays. Oh, like, I'm still not allowed in one. <laughs> yeah. If you thought it was bad then, half the store now is like, holy smokes. You're like, what yeah. happened to this store? Yeah, it's crazy. It's the back section of family video. Yeah. It's um, like, you, as a kid, it's like you could walk into it and you're like, oh, look at that. I can buy fake poop or fake vomit or like all these tchotchkes. And then like one aisle next to it, you're just like, what are these things? Yeah. Are these magicians' wands? Abort! Abort! <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, back to KB Toys. Uh, no, totally. Spencer's. Um, maybe even a little bit of Hot Topic. Did you have a Hot oh, Topic? Oh yeah. You yeah, know? Hot Topic was one that I felt like. Oh yeah, you only go in if you're like a Marilyn Manson fan. <laughs> like, <laughs> Slipknot. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, did, I went in there with my Backstreet Boy shirt on. Uh, I should not be in here. No. Um, <laughs> 
Which stinks, though, because I feel like the toys you described, they're not toys, but like the science things. Yeah. I feel like those are now in Spencer's or Hot yeah. Topics, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just wish there was still stores that, that you talked about, the sci- the true science ex- experiences yeah. um, still existed. But I think they've combined all those into a, a Spencer's or Hot Topic. Um, I totally loved the food court, too. I mean, you had it seemed like you had endless options. And where our food court was at our main mall, there was the bulk candy bin uh, section yeah and that felt like you know you just picked everything you're thinking okay you didn't think about co- well young david didn't think about cost no you get up there they weigh it 36 dollars <laughs> worth of candy and you're like ah you know yeah. but what else what do we have it's to pay for <laughs> but you're just yeah totally i uh, totally but uh three three weeks weeks worth of mowing lawns i'm like i'm going to that bulk bin Oh yeah. You know, well, so. I um the I remember when I was really young that the Chapel Hill Mall that I would go to, they um originally didn't have a food court. The restaurants were actually spread throughout the mall. Okay. It wasn't until a few years later that I think a lot of malls started to pivot towards, oh, let's build a food area that's mm. like really big and has like a cafeteria and stuff. But I remember a smack dab in the middle of my mall as a kid, it had a McDonald's and it was a very cool McDonald's. Like what? it was Something about my area, like the only thing that that was fancy was McDonald's. Like the McDonald's in the mall was super fancy. And like, I actually, <laughs> my dad, if he listens to this episode, um, I, again, uh, yeah, with that I, I, <laughs> I, I, uh, you wouldn't have the, as cool of a podcast host at the moment if it wasn't for, I was like four or five jamming fries into my face <laughs> and i ended up choking on them and my dad oh. had to do the heimlich in chapel hill mall <laughs> mcdonald's so yeah you know i would i almost didn't have the ability to have nostalgic memories <laughs> so, like, um, but you gotta love those fries of all things to take you down <laughs> you know i guess i guess that's it it's but, a good way to go yeah it's a good way to go but um, no, there was like two other McDonald's in our areas that had like a model train that like ran around the ceiling and went through all the different rooms and stuff. And we had one wow. that had a rainforest room oh. that no joke, it was a whole room that had like, it would rain. Like they, they would ramp up the humidity in it and had all these tropical plants that it literally was like, you could eat and look at this rainforest room. Like it was, yeah, it was crazy. That but, sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, I also have... Uh, and you actually were with us. We just took well in, in Christmas. Eric was with us, and we took um our my daughter. I almost said our daughter. Sorry, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't uh, inform her. <laughs> she knows you now. Gotta sign the paperwork <laughs> if she listens. Um, oh, bump, bump, bump. That's a good I, uh, idea. As we slip things in to test our wives in every episode, <laughs> it'll just get sad because uh, <laughs> if they don't bring it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, seeing Santa was a yeah. mall thing for us. That's mm-hmm. that was something we looked forward to, and you you got all dolled up, and there he was, a lot more jolly than the Santa. Uh, and I'm not going to apologize, Mister Santa, that yeah, we that took was a, uh, our, that's my daughter Santa to. Was sedated, <laughs> like yeah. he was very out of it. Yeah, he should have stayed <laughs> at the North Pole, but. Um, <laughs> So seeing Santa was always a mall thing, and you always got the picture and all that. Was that a thing for you guys as too? Uh, weirdly, at our mall at Chapel Hill, I don't remember seeing Santa, but they had a two-story tall snowman, and I th- believe his name was Archie. Oh, and you would walk up to it and clear. Like you didn't realize it as a kid, but there's like a 
an employee inside the big, huge snowman <laughs> that would see you and be like, what's your name? And it's like, it had like a voice changer on it and stuff. But it was kind of weird that you like stood there in this, looking up at this two story tall snowman, telling it what you wanted for Christmas. Um, yeah. But there was a charm to it that um, I feel like for that, I think that Archie the snowman, I feel like was there and was a staple of that mall for probably like 20 years. Like, so like for some reason they outsourced Santa altogether. I never remember seeing Santa there. Archie the snowman was who I would go see. Yeah. Do you have, like, so that would, was it a photo op too? You tell yeah. him and then kind of stand by him and, yep. yeah. and get a photo. Oh man, that's awesome. Again, that's, it is, we always think of Santa for that thing, but I like that it's a snowman. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, but yeah. I do, I did love going to the mall at Christmas time. Oh like, yeah. It was already cool going to uh, on like a Friday or Saturday because just the hustle and bustle of it. But something about, I don't know, Midwest winters, everybody in a winter coat, mm -hmm. like sloshing around, like and buying Christmas gifts and the music, yeah. Christmas music playing, like, it, uh, and all the de decorations, like I miss that a ton. Like yeah. I, I loved going to the mall at Christmas time and it's a bummer that that really doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, I mean, we were just, like I said, you were there with us. I do not remember anything standing out no. in that mall, decoration-wise. No. It was just kind of more, this is it. It was almost depressing. Yeah. Because, again, and two, how can you be jolly and merry when 13 stores are closed? Yeah, yeah, you it's know, true. I don't know. It just, you know, makes me think. But you did, speaking of another store that was in many malls, especially ours, this is a, you mentioned KB Toys as a store you went to. Um, and we're going to talk about another toy store too, the, the the granddaddy of toy stores. But KB Toys has to be mentioned. Yeah. We talked about a, we did a toy uh, episode, and we we had, you know said, well, where did we get all our toys? And we never really got to it. I feel like these two places we're going to uh, list KB Toys being one of them is where we got a lot of our toys. Oh yeah. What are some memories you have of, of KB Toys? KB Toys was was the toy store in my mall growing okay. up. Toys R Us was a separate, I mean, it was like a cross, or it was like a couple blocks up from the mall, but it was his own dedicated place. Right. So to go to the mall and to go to the toy store all at the same time was just awesome. And I did, I loved the branding of KB Toys. Like Toys R Us, of course, you know, I don't want to grow, like the whole theme song, the giraffe, like all, like the branding of it for Toys R Us was great. But I thought KB Toys did a pretty bang up job too. And yeah. it felt so different from yes. Toys R Us. Um, it almost, I don't know. It almost felt like, um, and it, this could be my nostalgia, like the nostalgic part of my brain remembering it wrong. But I thought that KB Toys kind of only had like older kids, cool toys. Like Toys R Us had like a baby section mm -hmm. and like preschool stuff. So when you're like six, seven, eight, and you're trying to hunt down an action figure, yeah. Toys R Us is, you know, certain parts of it, you're just like, oh, I need to run into the building to get to where I need to go. But I thought KB Toys just had cooler, older kid stuff. I could be wrong, though. No, you're not wrong. And you said some really great words that I kind of help me outline my notes like for toys r us you did have to hunt for things my memories of kb toys especially since it was a mall-based store there's only so much space at least right. in ours yeah it was more like cramped mm -hmm. and you kind of only had so many aisles to get to but yes it was race cars it was electronic yeah. type toys and i don't even 
you know, maybe there was a uh, one aisle of a girl's section of toys. I don't, I you don't know. remember it. It yeah. just felt like three rows and walls of guy to- of, yeah. of boy toys yeah, yeah. that were cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, and no baby also, stuff. No, no, no baby stuff. Like, I, and I, what a brilliant thing, too, for them to make that a mall based toy store. Because, mm-hmm. like, Toys R Us, you need to go pull in, your parents need to drive you, pull into a parking lot, go up to the building, and then go inside and have fun. Right. KB Toys to be already walking around the mall, and then they put those bins of like toys out front that you're yeah. just like immediately lured in as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just so smart that they're just like like just dangling out bait to catch little kids to go into the toy store. But yeah, those bins that they had out front of like different hot new toys or like toys that were on sale that you could quickly convince your mom that it's like it's only a dollar 99 like it's on sale let's get it now who's um, that jerry seinfeld and your family that's all Again? i ever go to it's jerry <laughs> seinfeld that's my complaining voice i guess come on mom <laughs> um yeah like it's i i it's i would assume i would assume like toys r us kb toys is is completely out of business as well right I would assume, which is what's yeah. crazy to me. Well, I know the world of, of, of Amazon and, and the way we can acquire toys now and things yeah. like that. But you said something that to me still is true too. It Other than the Disney store and some of those other shops we talked about that had the, the lightning ball and all that, there was only a t- one toy store yeah. in the mall. So yeah. how did it not work? That's right. where you went. And I guess yeah. maybe I would say, well, because of Toys R Us, it was right down the road too, but no, they didn't really work either. I, I yeah. only think, no, there's no Toys R Us either. Yeah, you're right. They're all yeah. gone. But how did that, you know, again, toy, these places that I thought would stand the test of time. Yeah. Um, just based on, gosh, I have fond memories of their ads and yeah. circling things and yeah, the toy ads, yeah, the toy ads, the, and they the way they advertised Nintendo sixty four or yeah. Game Boy, and it was just like it carried it around like it was a magazine, yeah, you know, and it's the same yeah. flimsy little ad. Oh yeah, they made it like the pictures seem larger than life, and as a kid, it was like you were like you said you were drawn to it. Yeah, um, it's just yeah, it's sad to me that. They don't, they're not around anymore. Yeah. It, it, um, like I, I specifically remember going to my grandparents' house and every Sunday, like every day, my grandparents would go, my grandpa would go get the paper. But on Sundays, it's like that had like the circular ads in it. Like, yeah. And, I mean, it was a, you know, when he'd bring the paper home and sit it down on the counter, it was like four inches thick. <laughs> yep. And I remember just rifling through it to get to the toy ads. Yeah. And and cir- if it was near my birthday or it was near Christmas, it's like you're circling things, you're showing it to, you know, your grandma, you're showing it to your parents, be like, this is what I want. Don't forget it. You know, make right. a mental note. I marked it. My <laughs> name's written next to it. Um, yeah. Like it, that was such a fun, that was such a fun thing. And then you would go to the next time you would go to the store, you would hunt down those things. Like you'd save up money to go and get something. Like it was just the experience of going to toy stores as a kid. Yeah. The the youngsters these days, I don't even know how they get interested in toys. I guess they watch a movie and then assume that there's a toy for that. And that's what they want. Like it's, it's just not the, it's not the same anymore. I hate scrolling through ads online. Yeah, I still I still save our paper ads, um, 
I I search. I like having that physical copy yeah. and the pictures and and checking things and marking things. There's just something about it. Yeah, it's actually a you know we'll, we'll probably do something on Thanksgiving stuff. But that was a tradition we had growing up. Um, after we all ate, we brought out the big Sunday paper that you described, and we looked at the ads and planned for Christmas. And you yeah. circled what you wanted and looked yeah. at things. That physical, <laughs> flimsy paper, but it, yeah. it was everything as a kid. And I just thought. Um, it just was great. You know, I do want to talk about Toys R Us because there was a big difference there and they did really well too. You remember you had to walk through the, the doors and they are right, right away. There was a wall of toys on both yeah. sides of you and you had to kind of circular, circular, like navigate, navigate your way through that. And then, yeah, just rows and rows of stuff. But yeah, I'd bypass all the baby toy stuff. It was almost like a dedicated light pink aisle type thing yeah. and then run to my stuff or the electronics and the video games. But my memories of Toys R Us versus KB Toys is KB Toys was a cramp, cramped, like dark-ish, not well lit place. Mm -hmm. And then Toys R Us, bright, bright, bright lights oh, yeah. and huge open space. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they want you to be able to see all the toys and plead for them to your for your parents to give them to you. <laughs> Yeah, it was Toys R Us felt like an infinite amount of toys. Absolutely. Like it's like when you walked in and you couldn't see the back of the store, it just seemed crazy. But you're right, KB Toys, when you walked in, you, like you could see the size of the store just in the entrance. <laughs> you're like, here's the two walls and I can see the back wall. <laughs> like it's right. just yeah, the finite space of uh rent, you know, leasing a mall uh business was yeah, like it, it was very, it was very different. But um, I did have an offshoot one in my area, though, that oh. I don't know if some listeners in the Midwest might have had it. It was called Children's Palace. And it was actually just a block away from Toys R Us. Okay. And it did not last very long. <laughs> but what lured me into it as a kid is it was a brick and mortar freestanding building like Toys R Us was, not in the mall. But on every corner of Children's Palace was turrets like a castle like oh. they so it looked like it looked like a palace it looked right. like you were going to this disney palace to go get toys and i don't know why that business never lasted i don't know if it was a i would assume it was a franchised place because it wasn't like a mom and pop and it was huge it was the same size as as uh, toys r us but uh i would say I don't know, 25 years ago, it turned into a Value City furniture that still exists today. And every uh, time I drive past it, I'm like, there's Children's Palace. <laughs> like, um, but, do they yeah. still have the turrets up there? No, they ripped uh, them down. Value City furniture didn't see the, the benefit of keeping them there. But we yeah, must it's... defend the couches and the ottomans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, if you don't know, it's totally fine. Uh, do you remember the giraffe's name for Toys R Us? I was just thinking about how cool KB Toys logo was, and then like a giraffe never really isn't at that it age named like Jeffrey or something. No, it's it's actually Billy Joel Osmond. That's how I got confused <laughs> from last week. I knew I was getting it. No, I think you're right. I think it is Jeffrey. The, Which is also not, a, like, as much as Billy Joel Armstrong is not an appropriate name for a giraffe, Jeffrey. <laughs> like, it's also, <laughs> like, completely random. Yeah, I Maybe think he was British. Be. Jeffrey. Yeah, Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know, we don't have those stores anymore, and we also don't have this next category. I mean, they exist in a form of, 
I, nostalgia is a good word, but like I don't know if they exist exist anymore in like a mainstream way. And I'm no. talking about places that you could buy specifically CDs and DVDs and that type of media. I mean, just dedicated to this. Now, yeah. did you have? Um, um, I don't want to say local, but like where I grew up, we had a place that was only, I think only in New Mexico. Did uh-huh. you guys have a place that you sought out that just was local to you guys? Not like a big box place. No, I, I think they, I think they were only like mid Midwest kind of regional things. Um, but there was a place called Camelot music that was okay. in, our, in our mall. And, uh, that's all that it was. Like, it was like, I remember it being there where they still sold cassette tapes and CDs at the same time, because there was the transition happening between the two of them. Um, but yeah, Camelot music. And then there was also, um, uh, later on it was called FYE, which still, I think some places that still exist, but it's for your entertainment. I think oh, is that oh that makes sense. I don't know I'm just guessing that's a good yeah. guess I never okay. actually uh, <laughs> thought about what it was that makes sense it'd be for your entertainment um, but uh, yeah Camelot music was huge because it was right on the uh, it was right off of the um, food court oh and so you would they had it to where that when they built the new front of our mall when I was a kid you would walk in through the food court first. So like that's where you would see all the the food and stuff like that. And the very first store on your right was Camelot Music. And they had just like, like you said with Blockbuster, big cardboard cutouts of musicians of this this album is dropped and all these other things. And then you could go in and you could put on headphones. You know, this is pre-COVID. Yes. Way before COVID, folks. They were putting on (laughs) shared headphones that nobody's disinfecting. (laughs) Like that never nope. saw an ounce of disinfectant. Um, I don't even think hand sanitizer exists when we <laughs> existed when we were kids. Um, and if it did, we weren't using it. No, we were definitely <laughs> weren't. Um, but I just remember you would go to different, there was like probably 40 of them that you could put the headphones yeah. on and play a different track that would convince you to buy buy the new CD. Um, yeah. How about, how about you? I, I, and if I'm wrong on this, I apologize. But to me, this was a place that I think was only in New Mexico, but it was a place called Hastings. Okay. And we talked about advertising. It had like a green and purple lettering. So it mm-hmm. really drew you in. And you walked in. This store was huge. Think factory style store, but filled with media. Rows and rows and rows of CDs, DVDs, video games. You know what you could really, as it as it moved along, you could equate it to like um, a brighter, less sophisticated. Sorry, Mister Hastings, uh, <laughs> Barnes and Noble or oh, okay. a, or a Borders, but there was none of that wood vibe. You yeah. know how those yeah. stores have. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. There was nothing being dusted or polished. It was plastic or not metal, but metal type of yeah, you know yeah. things for the CDs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, sadly, actually, as we talk about this, that place is definitely there were two locations, and that went out of business because no one would need that much space for that kind of thing anymore. If you no. see stores like that, I, I assume they're just smaller i mean you go to barnes and noble that yeah there's like a small section dedicated to music yeah and it's usually in the back of the store same with like best buy like best buy used to have a massive like the majority of their store was dvds and cds for a solid like 15 20 years easily and uh yeah now the one that's local to me it's it's maybe god it's maybe too too small not even full aisles like it's like more like kiosk uh, yeah. of modern music, um, 
And the only way that they're able to like sell stuff is they have like exclusives to that store that are not currently available streaming. That sure. they're able to like withhold it. That if you, yeah, if you couldn't withhold it from streaming, nobody would go get it. Like the, it needs right. to be an exclusive nowadays. And that's, I don't know, that's another crazy, you know, a crazy thing too that like, uh, if you think about it, even at its peak, like if I were to like just picturing Camelot music in my mall right now, that is the equivalent of like, the, like that's probably one tenth of what I can listen to He's holding on my phone right now. He's holding up his phone. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just, it's nuts to think that just the invention of the um, iPod. Yeah. Suddenly you had the, the, the CD store in, in this little device. Like, right. and it, so it made it instantly pointless just instantly pointless and i will say like i love buying cds and you know we'll talk about music in another episode but i i I, but i didn't listen to the whole cd yeah um so here i am young david spending 13 to 15 dollars on a a cd that i probably listened to three tracks on yeah except for uh you know backstreet boys millennium album uh (laughs) but you know now like you said on your phone you you can pick and choose yeah and you basically have every music option in the world when we when we were introduced to the era of 99 cent songs yeah downloaded to your device yeah why would you go to the store and buy a 15 dollar uh, full album that makes no sense and yeah. spend an hour trying to open it i hated those little <laughs> plastic corners yeah, that you yeah. i mean i didn't have nails you know yeah. you know uh, i do not know why they couldn't just put a <laughs> pull tab on it like my <laughs> goodness like it's yeah those those jewel cases were a huge pain in the butt to open up yeah they were doomed from the start <laughs> they were yeah i'm not gonna apologize for cds uh <laughs> i also told you too the other night you know when we do these podcasts sometimes we watch movies prepare and, and this and that and and I told Eric, I said, I have uh, Forrest Gump on DVD, uh, but I'm going to buy it because I'm too lazy to get up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to buy it on streaming. <laughs> you know, that's an, that's another thing. Like, I wonder if t- at least, gosh, 16 to 20 years ago, would we still do that today? Like, um, just sit on the couch and boom, access to that way? Or would we, I used to, I did used to love buying DVDs. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Um, but now, as you know, when you when you have to move, or you know, I had four huge cases of boxes of movies. It's like I don't want to do that anymore. No, yeah, you know, I, I feel like it. I went through an era of that. I had things on. I think I was too young to ever buy things on VHS. So I feel like it was when DVDs became a thing. I bought things on DVD. And then I rebought them when Blu-ray came out. Yes. And then I and then now I've rebought all of them on digital and have not <laughs> touched. Like there's something like I feel like even, like the I don't even have a DVD player. All I have is my PlayStation <laughs> Five. And there's something cheap to me about putting a DVD in a PlayStation yeah. Five. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, eh, like so. Yeah. I, it's funny that we've pivoted with this reformatting of of yeah VHS DVD. I even remember I worked at Best Buy when Blu-ray and HD HD DVD the red yeah the red case when yeah. they were battling and when they were like sixty bucks a pop yeah like they were real expensive and I I remember specifically having a conversation with an older gentleman who's just like 
so uh, uh, which platform do you think is going to take over? And I'm like, HD DVD all the way, man. This is the way oh, to go. No. And the guy bought like 10 different like new releases. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I apologize <laughs> to that poor guy that spent like $600 on movies that it, it was like two weeks later. Those things were comp- outdated. Like oh, and Blu-ray took over. Yeah. We just lo- he was listening. We just lost another listener. <laughs> oh, man. Um, you're, that is, I hope my wife listens to this cause I think she thinks I'm crazy. I have the digital, no, I have the physical version of that, uh, same system, but I, I'm in the same way. I'm like, I don't really want to put a disc in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it just defeats the purpose in that sense. I should have yes. just got a digital one, but I'm like, yeah, there's something about, I don't want to put a disc in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. digital. <laughs> yeah. I'll pay $20 extra. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm, you know, the next couple of places we're kind of going to, I don't want to cry because <laughs> these definitely have changed. Um, but we've got to talk about places where you had your birthday as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I think we would get canceled if we did not mention parties or even going to Pizza Hut. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some of your your early memories of Pizza Hut that, that you wish were still t- around today? I swear to God, I can smell the smell of opening the Pizza Hut entrance. Like, mm-hmm. and just that's back when that it literally was, had the hut seal, the hut roof. Yeah. Like it was such a distinct building. I remember the bricks. I remember the red cups that they would yes. give you. And then the personal pans would come out and they were just like sizzling yeah. And just smelled so good. Um, and didn't they have like kind of bar, almost like billiard lamps yep. for what were above the 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 tables? Like it was just oh, I can remember it so vividly. Those lamps too were like a stained glass, yeah, but yeah. not but kind of d- dark. Yeah, and then they had said Pizza Hut on the outside. And how great was it? The red glass, the red cup with that grease on it, you know, I just, that feeling, oh man. And then there was a salad bar that I never went to, um, but you know, bypass that guy had to get the personal pan pizza, had to play the arcade machines. And young David really, really wants to believe that our arcade machine inside it was like a, was that Ninja Turtles based arcade yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if that's true. I just want to believe it. I've looked up some other places that had Galaga. Do uh-huh. you remember what if you had an arcade in yours and what it was? I can't remember specific ones either because I do feel like I you fill in whatever game meant yeah. most to you. Right. To me, almost every arcade game I can remember as a kid um, was centered around. There was a game called Rampage. Um, yes. Is, yeah. I loved Rampage because you could pick what creature, giant creature you wanted, and you're like busting up buildings and things like that. Um, so to me, Rampage was everywhere, but I know it was probably just one random arcade that I was just loved it so much. Sure. Um, but I, I do specifically remember the arcade cabinet of Ninja Turtles was so cool. The oh, fact that you could have three other friends with you and all play the whole team. Yeah. Like that was so cool. It was so cool. See, I hope I wasn't because I was going to say that like I feel like the, there was four joysticks. Yeah. So you could be all of them. Yeah. And it, like you might not be ours. misremembering. That would make sense in a place like Pizza Hut where they had tons of kids parties to make one game have four players. Right. That you're getting four times the quarters like it's that. It, it probably made sense in that space. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I wish I could like to the. I actually live only like a block or two away from a Pizza Hut, but it's just it's now like this Pizza Hut wing stop combo that has a drive through, and it's just like I know you didn't make this is not made with the same nostalgic care that a right. original pizza, a personal pan pizza from like the 80s and 90s was. And I, you're right though. The such a greasy pizza. Oh, but that yeah. was so part of it like the like the the crunchiness of the crust and the bottom of the like the the pizza like ah oh, it was so good and pizza Hut, I'm sorry. They do it does not taste like that anymore and I don't know how they can't just bring that back. If you brought back a true personal pan pizza that tasted like it did in 1990, they would be the pinnacle pizza place again. Cut because of old man nostalgia that yeah, we both right. have. So like it would, they'd take off. Yeah. And I'd want to go in there and eat. Oh, yeah. And you just said something that reminded me. Like you're saying yours is a drive-through. Yeah. Ours isn't even a sit-down place either. No. You yeah. can only walk in and it's a counter. Yeah. And yeah. you place your order and you wait there. There's like a there's two chairs. Yeah. Um. You know. Yeah. If the pizza, even if the pizza, uh, Mr. Hud, if you're listening, even if the pizza <laughs> got back to like. 50 to 75% of what it tastes like when we were kids. Yeah. I would go if they redid the insides back to what they used to be uh-huh. to just have that experience. Yes. So that Harper could play on the arcade or, yeah. or I could play on the arcade. <laughs> um, we know what's actually going to happen. Um, you know, but like just to have that pizza night back in a place where we had pizza night as kids, I, I I think it would be incredible. I, we can't be the only ones who think that. No. And, and I, I feel like at some point you would think that if Pizza Hut isn't going to do it, you would think that you'd have like young or even, yeah, we're not young, that you would have people our hey, age. Whoa, hey, hey, whoa, hey. Don't you uh, subtly old, <laughs> old man burn me. <laughs> but the, like, I feel like you would think people our age would like try to create a business that gives you that feeling yeah. without the name Pizza Hut because like I you're right it there's not really pizza there isn't period uh, any pizza place nowadays that has that sit down feel that like I remember when you went into Pizza Hut it to me as a kid it kind of felt like fine dining like sure. it had this low lighting it felt kind of intimate and it felt like it felt like a fun place that wasn't, you know, your typical, you know, stop at a counter and pick up your pizza, you sort of yeah. thing. And then bringing it out to you in the pan, like yeah. it was like the presentation, it was it was so awesome and it was a destination. And I miss destinations. I really I miss too. that. Yeah. That silver sizzling pan, oh, uh, you, you got to wait before you grab it. You burn your fingers off. Then you go in and eat, and then your mom goes, hey, do you want a napkin? No, I've got this red cup here, yeah. you know, and the condensation from the cup and the grease and just everything. I don't even know? know how you could get a grip on one of those uh, Ninja Turtle <laughs> joysticks. <laughs> like, those things are just laminated <laughs> in grease. Uh, yeah, it. Um, and another thing, too, it's such an 80s and 90s thing to bring out straight literally 15 seconds prior was in an oven at 500 degrees (laughs) and you're putting this cast iron pan in front of like a (laughs) seven-year-old like (laughs) expecting them to be patient like yeah i'm surprised that i still have like fingerprints (laughs) like you would think i would have seared them off at pizza hut you know what i will name that store in the mall because i don't have fingerprints they'll never be able to bust me (laughs) they've all been burned off i don't have taste buds i don't have anything um did you as did your school 
and your Pizza Hut partner, so where you had, I think it was if you read so many books, you yes. got a free pizza. Yeah, it was like a pizza. scholastic. It was a scholastic book fit. Yeah, uh, they they did specifically do that, and I think even my local Pizza Hut, if you brought in like a straight A report card, they also had things as well. Yes. I mean, and I blame, <laughs> I blame Pizza Hut for me loving pizza and having a, an adult weight problem <laughs> It's because <laughs> you programmed in my brain that it's just like, oh, do these good things, get a pizza, do these good things, get a pizza. <laughs> They're so, doing the Lord's work, man. <laughs> They're encouraging us to read and you get a pizza. <laughs> one personal pan pizza at a time, changing the world, yeah. Clogging, just, I, clogging one artery <laughs> at a time. <laughs> adult David would just go there with a stack of books. Oh yeah. And just read done. Yeah. Pizza. Done. <laughs> Imagine how greasy those pages would be. <laughs> oh boy. Now, unfortunately, this next topic, which I feel well, it's the same uh, birthday place, and it's the granddaddy of them all for birthdays as kids, I feel. The pizza wasn't that good. I don't mm. remember loving the pizza. Now, of course, this is Chuck E. Cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, was this your birthday spot? Was this where you would request, I want to have my birthday here, I want to invite my friends? Was this like, a, or maybe a hangout spot as a kid where you just guys went as a family to, to have fun? Yeah. It was more of a, a like a weekend hangout spot. I feel like I went to a lot of other people's birthdays at Chuck E. Cheese. Okay. I feel like I like I I feel like I had birthday stuff at like Pizza Hut and things like that. But a lot of the times we would have birthday parties, um, like at home at just at my home because we had like a, a swimming pool, so it was just like a destination sort of thing. There you um, go. But I I remember I loved. Like Chuck E. Cheese was more just like a, a weekend. Let's go. You and your sister go have fun, jump in the ball pit. And I, uh, that's another place similar to Pizza Hut. I can swear that I can just in my mind remember what Chuck E. Cheese smells like when you oh, went yeah. on the inside. Like it was, it had a dis- distinct smell and similar kind of like Pizza Hut also had like low lighting that it felt yeah. like mood lighting. I don't, Chuck E. Cheese, I feel like was also kind of dim as well especially, uh, especially when they did that concert <laughs> yeah yeah it got real dark it's like all of the souls were sucked out of the room <laughs> those crazy animatronics oh yeah i don't know who thought that those were a good idea those things are just creep just the such jerky motions like they were yeah they're well so jim uh, this mega theme park's using a mouse let's use a rat oh okay that and then i don't even know what those other creatures were like a uh, not a flamingo, a, but some yeah, kind of bird. Yeah, I think there might have been a duck and a hippo. Yes, maybe? yes. Like, yeah, there was questionable was... with the hippo because I, I look back at pictures. I'm like, I don't know what that is. No, yeah, something. I have to say too, when we're talking about bygone places, I did. There are 600. I think as of 2021, there are 612 Chuck E. Cheese's still out there. Oh wow! So if you would like to re- revisit the nightmare fuel of those <laughs> animatronics. Hopefully they've made them better. You would I would assume, so. or maybe they're like a actual costume person now up there. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like it's funny. I feel like that was probably one of the first places that outsourced their. <laughs> you know, you could have had four mascots, but instead you outsourced it to very poor robotic <laughs> animatronic machines. Yeah, like I, I think for me though, Chuck E. Cheese, my two favorite things was I love the ball pit. I love okay. jumping in that ball pit. To me, that was an endless. Like that was like a 300 foot deep ball pit. Yeah. Like I never considered that it was just like four feet deep. 
Um, and of course, as a little boy, you're going to have to just wing a ball at somebody else in there. Like that, that it was such, it was wise of them <laughs> to, to make those hollow that they couldn't get super fast. Right. Um, but uh, my go-to machine, weirdly, in Chuck E. Cheese wasn't like a arcade or video game. It was okay. a ski ball. I love ski ball. <laughs> yeah, I'm an old. Did you man look at my notes? <laughs> <laughs> I have favorite game, ski ball. Yeah. Even to this day, you know, I went somewhere that was like uh, an adult uh, bar type restaurant with games, like a Dave and Buster's. Almost. Yeah, yeah. Eyes like it was like seeing my first crush ski ball. Yeah, there it was. Yeah. Like I just grabbed it, and I'm terrible at it. Absolutely yeah. horrible. But it was just a lot of fun. Um, yeah, those, yeah so. I, that's something that like those because they were wood, weren't they? Weren't the ski yeah, balls, balls? Wood? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, heavy. I can. Heavy. I. That's another one of those things that I swear I can hear putting the tokens in <laughs> and having those balls just release and chunk down. Yeah. Oh, Don't get your finger. Get your fingers. No. Out. I remember parent, my mom. Get your fingers out of there. The balls yeah. are gonna come together. Yeah. yeah. Well, and every yeah. once in a while you'd have that moment where you'd catch a run where you're just getting the middle slot, oh. or if you could catch like the upper left, left and right corner, I think we're a hundred. And I feel like I don't know, <laughs> but they were, I think it was the highest one because they were so hard to get to. And I swear they made those tubes just slightly bigger than the ski ball itself. Like they were not; they it was such a scam. Kind of um, like like the basketball hoop at the state fair or something like yes, that. Yeah. yeah, it was such a scam. But I remember when you'd catch a streak on those, and you just see those tickets churning out. Yeah, and when you were done, you had like it rolling back in on itself and it's like three feet tall. You're just like, Oh my God, I could go get like the most expensive thing. Uh, like it was, yeah, that Chuck E. Cheese in general, when you think about it was, it was gambling. It was gambling oh, sure. for kids, but I yeah. loved every second of it. <laughs> His eyes just got really wide. <laughs> um, <laughs> um I, I shook my head yes and nodding about the ski ball, but I don't have those memories. My memories was looking down and there was like three tickets and yeah. I just have that tear of shame. Uh-huh. Uh, but where I got my tickets back was the basketball hoop uh-huh. where, you know, you just made as many shots as you could. Yeah. That was my jam. I love ski ball, but I, I won the tickets in the basketball hoop section. And then I also liked playing the game where you got to put your quarter in down the chute and there was a spinning oh, wheel. Yeah. And if you, it would be like 40 tickets, 100 tickets, 400, mm-hmm. wherever the slot was and your coin went in, you got that as many tickets. That was always just like, like almost like a, you talk about gambling, roulette wheel or yeah. just that thrill. There was, it was luck. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you had to kind of time it, but yeah. you know, the young David was, I, you know, I did okay with that one, but. I did love going, going to the prize area with all of the tickets and just like it was so smart of them that every time I would go in there as a kid and you'd look at that top shelf of things or the things that were like hanging from the ceilings and they're like 30,000 tickets Mm. you're just like oh my god I need to get that I need to get and that like I think at most if I was lucky you get 50 tickets and an entire day that you spent there for a birthday party but like it's just they it was so smart that like all you were drawn to was those top ones but in reality you left every time with a chinese torture yes <laughs> thing, yes or a spinning top or a plastic spider ring <laughs> like yep. just like the most 
cheap random things that cost like a penny to make yeah the army man with the parachute yeah. oh that, yeah mm, oh, yeah uh, i had those little rubber poppers like yeah. you put on the table you could pop up candy yeah you know yeah. um but that's that was their thing like if you didn't spend them that's how they got you to come back well bring yeah. your tickets back keep playing mm-hmm. and this thirty thousand in six years uh you can bring your tape that's done rewinding and yeah. uh, your tickets <laughs> uh, i do i wish i was smart enough as a kid to hold on to one of those tickets or a chuck e cheese token like, oh I'd, yeah I'd, I'd, those tokens also brilliant that like you're not using real currency like you're using these tokens everywhere because like i be spent there yeah there's yeah. part of me that i feel like i, I want to get on ebay tonight and see if i can find a legit like 1990 chuck e cheese token like i just <laughs> i'd love to feel that i can't even imagine the amount of like germs Oh, on, sticky, on one of those things. yeah yeah greasy <laughs> and probably worth more than what you would have bought yeah. the token for absolutely in cheese. Yeah, yeah yeah but that's you gotta love it it's worth it uh, it's worth the nostalgia <laughs> so chuck e cheese for me was kind of like it was both because i had my birthday uh is, Feb- is in february uh, february 21st so colder i yeah. said the date if anyone wants to give me a gift uh <laughs> but you know that was an indoor space so you could go and still have fun you couldn't go to amusement park couldn't do anything right. like that but it was also like hey friday another oh no it's probably like a saturday saturday night spot like hey we're all got you your cousin yeah we're going to chuck e cheese and mm-hmm. it was like a family thing that way the adults could do their thing yeah and we could just go, we were you know like you know how like you described the mall as a chaperone yeah yeah we were safe in chuck e cheese yes yeah. Yeah. I never would have guessed that Chuck E. Cheese would have had 600 locations left right. today. That I, That's shocking to me. It's very shocking. And I think what you're saying is you would assume less. Oh, significantly less. Yeah. I would I have agree. thought it would have been like less than like 100 if you were right. lucky. Um, because everything we've talked about in this episode, it's just like, yeah, are long gone. Because even like I just saw a thing in the news last week that there's only three Kmarts left. And like that, aren't they all shutting down too eventually? Yeah, eventually. Or are those three going to survive? Yeah. I don't know. Or like, because yeah. but even to that, it's like I just assumed that Kmart was long gone as well. Yeah. I was surprised to hear that there was still three that were <laughs> that were holding on. But yeah, it's it's a weird thing that so many things from our childhood, like these these bygone places, are um, yeah truly gone and only remembered in our in our nostalgia and. Uh, I do wonder if something, if if brick and mortar places like this will come back at some point. I feel like they have to. That online shopping and just scrolling on Amazon, like and and not having these social um, destinations. I feel like people are going to start. I don't know. Maybe the nostalgia that you see in younger kids. That like I know that there's like kids that are like ten, eleven, twelve that are getting. I have a couple of coworkers that their kids are getting into the office. TV mm. show like and and they love it and I'm like how do they even know what a workplace is like it sure. doesn't make sense that they think it's funny but I do wonder if maybe a, a future generation will be like hey malls looked fun and nostalgic let's do that again <laughs> you right. know and, right you know. or video stores yeah you know? um I I you know I will take you know the family too like a family video and just that feeling of walking around looking at the new releases turning yeah. the box over like I want her to experience that um and like you said going in you know to the mall um 
I don't know about Chuck. <laughs> I don't know about Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Um, and I don't think buying CDs, she's going to, when she's that age, uh, she'll just going to roll CDs. She's going to roll her eyes <laughs> at me. Um, but no, I, I, I totally agree. And I'm so, I'm just so glad we got to experience them. You yeah. know, it's yeah. sad that they're bygone now, but man alive, they were just such an instrumental part of my childhood, our childhood. And I feel like that these, everything we talked about today, shaped us in, yes. in a variety of ways because these are things we looked forward to yeah. you know i had said like i don't want to do that now yeah. you know no. i it seems like i would it seems like it'd be fun and maybe for a little bit but then it's like it's eight o'clock yeah <laughs> time to go <laughs> well and when you, you think know? about it so many of these things especially like chuck e cheese or going to the mall you tended to go or pizza hut you'd go to those places with friends or family and so not only were they fun and nostalgic, but they were places to learn things socially. Yes. Like, and so you're right. Like, I, I think that it, it did develop us in certain ways. Um, and, you know, whether whether that's, a, you know, developing poor food habits at a candy bulk <laughs> store or a personal pan pizza, pizza hut thing. Um, <laughs> for the sake of the fact that even just get, like we said with Blockbuster, of picking out a movie and having to negotiate and having to uh, uh, compromise like that it was, there was this social aspect to it. Um, and then even just being around other, other kids in the mall or other kids at, at pizza hut and stuff. And, and yeah, I, I feel like um, that's, that's something that maybe younger, younger kids are, are missing these days, but but, uh, you know, it could just be an, yeah, an old man ranting at the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe through the Bygone Geek podcast, it'll uh, bring some of these things back. Yeah. You know, be. I really enjoyed talking to you about these things today, our, our once upon a, a retro childhood. I hope everyone enjoyed listening and I hope it sparked memories from your childhood because these are uh, truly things that, you know, Hopefully we'll get to do again, but I don't think in the near future. These are these are just truly memories that we can live on, and, and I really love that. Um, I think uh, it's Friday night. I think we are. We might go to the video store. Oh, nice. And see uh, what new releases are there, and maybe have Harper have that feeling of picking out a movie. Um, but yeah, just uh, hope everyone enjoyed listening, and uh, just wanted to say thank you. I predict that David's going to go to the video store tonight. He's going to rent a new release and then he's going to come home, sit on the couch and realize, oh, I don't want to get up and put it in. And then he's going to rent it digitally. <laughs> Wait a Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Uh, I, I have that. Yeah. You called it. <laughs> you can't beat the convenience, but yeah, I, uh, I enjoyed this uh, walk down memory lane as well. So yeah. Thanks everybody for listening. And until the next time you see us or hear us, be sure to live your life with just a little bit of whimsy. We'll see you guys later. Thank you for tuning in to Bygone Geek. Please rate and review our podcast and follow us on Instagram at Bygone Geek. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. <laughs>